Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. May the force be with you and also with you. Welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 55. In this week's episode, we are traveling back to Walt Disney World, but we're taking a special cruise through the galaxy first. I can't wait to share this really incredible experience with you. But before we jump in, of course, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. First of all, thank you guys for following along on social media and interacting with my posts when you see them. I really appreciate it. It just helps us reach a wider audience, as does leaving ratings and reviews for us on whichever platform you're listening. My iPhone users, especially if you have an iTunes account, please leave a review. That's far and away the best tool to get this podcast into the ears of new audience members. So thank you if you've already done that. Thank you if you're about to right now. I appreciate you. Now, before we get into lucky episode 55, my brother was a student athlete and his number was 55 all through high school. So we consider that a lucky number in my household. So before we jump in, there's lots of news to update you on. So let's get into that. Okay, 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 okay. So much news from the world. So hey, put your sound up. You know why? I think it's time for a weekly roundup. Weekly roundup. Before I bring in this week's guest co-host, I wanted to cover two non-Disney promos that are happening this week. The first one through Classic Vacation, which is one of the preferred suppliers that I use as an affiliate of Academy Travel. They're running a special for Hawaii. When you book at least three nights on Oahu or five nights on Maui, Kauai, and the Big Island, you can receive up to $300 in air credit. And that's combinable with other offers such as free nights, free breakfast, upgrades, and more. You just have to book between now and April 30th for travel through June 30th of this year to grab that deal. The other thing I want to mention is that Princess Cruises has a special coming at the end of this week. So starting March 16th, you can save up to 40% off cruise fares and up to $200 in onboard spending money per stateroom. And did I mention reduced deposits? That's right. You could reserve your cruise for as little as $100 down. This is good for cruises departing up until May of 2024. So you have to book it between March 16th and March 20th, which, yes, is a short window, but it's an opportunity for huge savings. You can take advantage of this deal and sail through Europe, the Caribbean, 
Alaska, the sky's the limit. So reach out and let's start planning that adventure. Now I'm going to bring in this week's guest co-host. This week I'm joined by one of my favorite fellow Academy Travel affiliates, Megan. Welcome to the Weekly Roundup. Thank you so much for having me. We have uh, some Disney things to chat about today. Um, So first of all, I think the latest that I have on my list here is news from Disney Cruise Line. Um, So starting in summer 2024, they're going to be welcoming guests to a new island destination at Lighthouse Point in the Bahamas. Did you see this? I did see this. And I think that the pictures that they released with the post look so uh, vibrant and colorful and fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And it looks really relaxing there, Um, almost like when you see pictures of like Olani or the Polynesian, but with um, a Caribbean, not Caribbean, uh, (laughs) um, Bahamas um, kind of vibe instead. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like you're exactly right. When I looked at these pictures, I was like, this is what I think of when I think of the Bahamas. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's perfect. Um, So that looks like it's going to be so fun. Um, I saw they had a little like themed kids club um, and, you know, the private premium family cabanas and all that kind of stuff. Um, So this is going to be really exciting. As I think, you know, Kelly, I'm. nervous about cruising my my first cruise is coming up in may yay um and <laughs> not yay that you're nervous but like yay that it's coming <laughs> yes yeah, definitely we're less than 60 days out now so i'm very excited yeah. um when i saw these pictures this morning i was like that's somewhere i would want to sail to so for me like I don't have specific plans to sail again after May, but if I'm going to, like, I think this might be a destination for me. Yeah. And by summer 2024, you may be like, I have to get back on a ship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could happen. I hope that I feel that way. (laughs) I hope that you feel that way too. (laughs) It'll be great. We're going to have a great time. (laughs) Agreed. Um, so, uh, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is in full swing right now, uh, in Walt Disney World. And this is one of my favorite festivals. I don't know about you. Me too. Yeah. So in my real life, in my, in my day job, um, I work in an industry that's flower and garden adjacent. Um, so this is something that I like really get a kick out of and I love all the topiaries and stuff. Um, but the food? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> do you have do you have your food wish list set yet? I am having a really hard time <laughs> narrowing it down. <laughs> How about you? Um, I do have one, but I want to say that it's more food than what I will be able to eat in the one day that I'm doing flower and garden. <laughs> um, but the citrus baked brie is on my list. That's at the Ooh. citrus blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the frushi, which is fruit sushi that I've never tried, but has been on my wish list for a couple of years. Um, oh, so you have to cross that one off. I, yes, exactly. Exactly. There is <laughs> um, at the honey 
bistro. There's a honey chicken and waffles that I really want to try. Um, it's it's quite the list, and I am very <laughs> excited about it. Oh my god, I love it! <laughs> and I had been watching the um, the schedule of. Uh, concerts for the garden rocks concert mm-hmm. series um to see who's going to be there the because i'm going to be there the week leading up to our cruise me too um and i was like well cool and the gang's going to be there my first night and then i just saw that it updated that the other nights it's like some orlando wedding band <laughs> oh <laughs> and i'm like huh <laughs> one of the other agents was on a few weeks ago we were talking about like I wonder whose job it is to like book these acts. Like, what do you think that process is like? It's very eclectic. I love it. it. It's always very eclectic. Um, But I, I love that though. The day that I am in Epcot, it looks like uh, it's Herman's Hermits, which I think is the band you were just referring to. I actually, Herman's Hermits, I know. Okay. They're from like the 70s, I want to say. Um, and I actually really enjoy them. Um, but the week before them is the finesse party band. They're not even, Um, I'm not even seeing them on the list that I looked at on Disney parks blog. Oh, well, it must've, they must've just been added hot off the presses guys. You hear, you heard her here first. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. So I'm super excited for that. I love, I love flower and garden. I can't wait. Can't wait. And then my last piece of Disney news is they have released new dates for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser later this year. I'm super excited. I know. (laughs) So Uh, I don't want to give anything away. But in our episode today, you and I are going to be talking a little about this, I think. I think so, too. I think that is a strong possibility. Um, <laughs> what what I can say about the new dates being released, though, as part of the roundup, is that all of the Star Cruiser Facebook groups that I belong to are now looking at those dates and going, ooh, when can we plan a cosplay only sailing? When can we plan an adults only sailing? Um, And people are trying to look at these dates. Usually they work with a specific um, travel agency or a specific travel agent who kind of helps the entire group book their trip. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really cool that people um, kind of got excited and, and literally started looking at their calendars like this week and, and last week. Oh my God. I love it. I love like when people just get excited about anything, especially these days. Me too. (laughs) If it brings people joy, like just let them have it. Um, So that's very exciting. So I I definitely want to hear more about this. So I think we need to close out the roundup so we can get into it. Love it. So thank you, Megan, for joining me as this week's guest co-host. I will be back next and every week with an all new weekly roundup. In a world beyond our own, this week's guest recently embarked on the journey of a lifetime. Her journey took her through a galaxy far, far away, and she encountered familiar characters and explored a world unlike anything they've ever seen. This is no ordinary vacation. 
This is an epic voyage of discovery and wonder, where every detail has been carefully crafted to transport our traveler to a different time and place. So buckle up, sit tight, and get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. This is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Megan, welcome to the Had to Be There podcast. Thank you. It's it's about time. (laughs) (laughs) I have been uh, talking to Meg about coming on the show, I feel like, since I started it last year. Um, It's been about that long. Uh, So I'm very excited that you are with us this week. uh, And I can't wait to get into your story. Uh, But before we do, why don't you formally introduce yourself and tell us a little about you? Awesome. Um, I am I am truly excited to be here. Um, I tell everyone on my social media that I am um, a mom with two uh, two jobs and two kids and two dogs, which is too much. <laughs> um, and I think that that is a pretty decent summary. Um, but it also explains why it took me so long to join you here. Um, <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I am a big fan of all things nerdy. So um, I love Star Wars, which I know we will talk about a little bit more soon. Um, But I also spend my free time um, as, you know, as much free time as I have (laughs) playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Oh my Um, God, you're so cute. (laughs) It's... uh, it's so fun. And that's my way of kind of um, escaping from all of the jobs and kids and dogs, et cetera. Um, <laughs> but I also am really passionate about the work I do um, and about um, some uh, philanthropy and volunteerism as well. So I am a Cub Scout leader. And I spend time planning service projects for my Cub Scout den um, and really just all around try to do the mom thing, but also the um, (laughs) corporate working mom thing and Mm -hmm. the boss entrepreneur thing. (laughs) Wow. uh, Too many hats. I wear too many hats. Honestly, I don't know how you find the time. It's it's. Very impressive. (laughs) Carefully. I find it carefully. (laughs) I love it. Um, So obviously you are also a fan of travel. Yes. Did you get the opportunity to travel a lot growing up? Um, Not a lot, but I did get to take a few really cool trips um, when I was a kid, my family did try to bring us on summer vacations uh, when they could. We did a lot of beach kind of things, uh, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, things like that. Um, 
And then as I got older, we did a lot more of going to Six Flags instead of going on vacation or, or going mm-hmm. to Broadway instead of going um, on vacation. Because for me, Broadway is about an hour and a half away and and sure. costs as much as vacation. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, is is culturally enriching in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really my love of travel started to develop um, as a, an older teenager and as an adult. Um, and I've been really lucky. I was, I mentioned that I'm a Cub Scout leader. Um, when I was a Girl Scout growing up, uh, I got to go on two really cool trips. Uh, one of them was actually a behind the scenes trip at Disney World. <gasps> and the other one was a trip to Europe where we went to Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. And both of those trips actually, I think, really started my travel bug. Um, And I've been kind of just (laughs) trying to repress the urge to constantly want to go back to Disney and go back to Europe. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel that. Were both of those trips through Girl Scouts? Yes, ma'am. What? I, I was very lucky. I belonged to a mega troop, which is um, two different ages of um, Girl Scouts put together. So seniors and cadets in the same mm-hmm. troop. Um, it was all of the Girl Scouts in my town at that age. So I think there were probably about 20 of us. Um, and because of our size, we had the opportunity to do things that smaller troops may not have been able to do. Um, and also just our leaders were incredibly organized and mm-hmm. had lofty goals. And we, once we heard about the goals, were very willing to do what we needed to, to fundraise and and try to make that happen for us and it and it did and it was very cool that's incredible I as soon as we're done here I'm texting my mom who was my Girl Scout troop leader and being like what the hell (laughs) I mean tell her she should just listen to the episode and she'll hear all about it (laughs) why didn't we get to go to Europe (laughs) also though I was and my friends who have I am still friends with to this day that I was in Girl Scout with will tell you we were by far the laziest Girl Scout troop. Like there's no <laughs> way we would have gotten it together to fundraise a trip to Europe. It wouldn't have happened. But still, that's that's very, very cool. It's incredible. Um, and we we definitely I don't know if it's okay to say this. We worked our butts off. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can absolutely say that. <laughs> we we did. We we worked our butts off and and both trips the florida trip we were planning for a little bit more than a year in advance to start fundraising and things like that and the europe trip we actually fundraised for two full years to to plan out that trip but um very worth it if anybody wants to bring their scout troops to you know florida or europe let me know i will help (laughs) yes for sure that's amazing what an opportunity yes and that's such a great age to go, um, you know, to like be exposed to another culture like that in, you know, specifically in Europe, maybe not so much at Disney. Um, although some may argue that is a little bit of a culture shock as well. (laughs) (laughs) 
Amazing. Um, so you're a Disney person like mm-hmm. me. Um, have you always been? Did you grow up on the, like the Disney movies and Disney Channel and all that? So I did grow up watching Disney Channel and watching Disney movies, but I was never the person who had like everything Mickey Mouse or or everything princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love and have always loved Winnie the Pooh. So people definitely like to gift me Pooh Bear things. Um, <laughs> and that's <laughs> always welcome. Um, <laughs> but it's it wasn't something where I like identified as a Disney person um, okay. until I decided to make it my career. And mm-hmm. that's I kind of pivoted a little bit from being more of a casual Disney visitor to someone who made it like I chose as an adult to make it part of my identity, because right. in order to be an expert, mm-hmm. you need to do a lot of research. You need to visit somewhat frequently and you need to stay on top of the news, like listening to weekly roundups. And, right, right. Um, exactly you know, things like that. So I didn't grow up as a Disney person, but I did get to go three times between the ages of like six and 15, um, which is, you know, not insignificant, but definitely not a yearly vacation either. Sure. Um, But as an adult, it is something you know, I love the escapism and mm. I am very good at suspending my disbelief. So a hundred percent, same, I, <laughs> same you know, the magic um, for me at any immersive amusement park type of situation or, or theme park, um, I'm very good at being in that immersive setting. And, and um, I, I think Kelly, that you know this, but I also do things like frequent Renaissance fairs and mm-hmm. and um, things like that. So it really all ties together for me that it's, you know, I'm a I'm a big kid who loves to let go of my serious business side and um, really let my imagination take over. And I think that that extends to loving Disney as an adult. I love it. I mean, I. You're the best. Um, so, so let's talk a little about this uh, Galactic Star Cruiser experience because you had the opportunity uh, to live it, right? I did. I did. Uh, it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, tell me when you went and how it came about, like, how did you decide, okay, we're going to do this. And even after seeing the price tag, Yep, it's happening. I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> Tell me a little about the lead up to it. So I think that you're going to actually really love this because <laughs> um, it's a little bit unbelievable, uh, but it is all true. Everything I'm about to say is is 100 <laughs> percent in, in earnest. Um, so I started planning a family Disney vacation for my nuclear family um, in 2017, when my daughter was one, um, Mm. I said, I know that when my kids are, you know, somewhere three, four, five, six years old, I want to 
take our first trip to Disney when they're at an age where they may remember it, but definitely that they'll be old enough to appreciate it like in the moment. Yeah. And I started, um, as I do with many things, throwing myself into research yes. and um, I planned what I still believe to be the coolest and best Disney vacation of all time. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to see the itinerary that I planned for this trip, let me know. Um, and this vacation was called Disney 2020 because oh, no. um, it needed a name, um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and I had spreadsheets i had oh my god i um, love it like i love a good spreadsheet man don't same. tempt me with a good time shared spreadsheets with my sister uh who who was invited to the trip as well um just the amount of planning and ideas that i had and and preparedness that i did was beyond explanation mm -hmm. um in 2020 as you know covid hit mm -hmm. um disney closed and we needed to make this really tricky decision of do we want to go to disney world in the pandemic um, right. and we decided no mm -hmm. um we we my son is asthmatic. I am asthmatic. Back mm -hmm. then in early COVID, we knew very little information about right. how it spread. You know, what would keep us truly, you know, safe compared to not were mm -hmm. with plane travel safe, things like that. So we made the decision to postpone the trip. Um, and when I tell you that I mourned that trip, I believe it. Um, it was I, it was like I lost a family member. I d did not deal with it well um, from yeah. like in a, a personal emotional standpoint. Yeah. I cried on the phone with the cast member when I had to cancel oh. it. Um, and it was it was a lot, but I knew that it was temporary, right? right I knew right. we we would be rescheduling it, but at the time we couldn't just reschedule it because we didn't know when mm -hmm. things would be okay again. Um, the other thing though, to come out of the pandemic was leaking information online about this Star Wars hotel that was going to be coming out. Right. And for me, I'm a Star Wars fan. I've always been like a casual Star Wars fan, but as I've gotten older and, you know, I enjoy fantasy, I enjoy sci-fi and I've really been able to, um, kind of get behind all of the Star Wars movies and, and a lot of the mm -hmm. lore, I've gotten more and more excited about it. And I have an eight-year-old boy. So, I mean, yeah. You know, lightsabers, <laughs> he likes to think that he is a Sith. Um, so oh my God, how cute. There, it's, and that was even, you know, before we went to the Star Cruiser. So I knew that if the Star Wars hotel opened up, that's where I'd want to stay. Like I would change the trip to make this happen. Right. When they released official information about the Star Cruiser, it wasn't so much a hotel as it was supposed to be an immersive experience mm -hmm. where you are paying to role play for two and a half days. And so I said, okay, this can't, replace the Disney trip, but this could add on to the Disney trip. Yeah. Um, and we looked at our finances a little bit and we didn't know at that time what the, 
Galactic Star Cruiser was going to cost because mm-hmm. they didn't release prices publicly until basically bookings opened for it. Yeah. And when bookings opened for it, um, you actually, and kind of still, you have to call in to get a quote for the amount of people who are going to be in the room um, for the dates that you're there um, and for the room type that you're in. So the mm-hmm. prices vary a little bit. Um, and they really didn't share that until they opened. So we looked at the price tag. Um, I will tell you that I called the day that reservations opened for Disney Visa card members. Okay. So I got early, early access yeah. to the queue. Um, and I called in and I said, I, I waited for four hours on hold. I was going to um, ask what the whole time was. was. Thank you was for that. <laughs> four hours. I watched the entirety of a movie with my children while I was on hold. Um, Friday night, movie night. I'm pretty sure it was a Friday. Something movie night. <laughs> I was on hold. Um, Brian kept telling me no one's going to answer. Like there's no one there. You've been on hold for three hours. No one's going to answer. Um <laughs> But they did eventually answer. And the cast member I spoke with was actually a delight. She was super helpful. She was so kind. Um, And she quoted me the trip because we needed to do that. And I put down my deposit that night, the night that it opened early for for people who had the, the credit card. When we looked at our finances and looked at what the vacation was going to cost and what the Star Cruiser was going to cost because the Star Cruiser pretty much doubled the cost of our vacation. I'm sure, yeah. We looked at it and kind of said, okay, we can't afford to do both. Brian wanted me to choose one oh, or the God. other. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I right. can't it's choose. Like choosing between your children. <laughs> Correct. That's, I mean, I really, I was like, I don't feel like this trip is going to be complete without doing both. This is truly like a once in a lifetime opportunity for the family, for the kids. Um, and it's their first ever family vacation. It's their first ever vacation, really. Um, and I want it to be really special. I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. So I became a travel agent (laughs) to pay for the trip. Um, And my goal for my first year in business, which was last year, Mm -hmm. um, my goal was for my commissions to be enough to cover the cost of the Star Cruiser. Um, And I just about hit it. I was close. Um, I, I busted my butt. (laughs) I worked hard. That's, that's a theme. I am willing to work hard for my vacations. Um, but it, it was like a several years in the making trip and it did not disappoint. Oh, I'm so glad. That's amazing. <laughs> that might be more lead up than you were expecting, but it no, is a it is incredible. a long backstory. I had no idea that this trip was like your origin story. <laughs> it, it, it is, and it it's something that I I had considered a few times over the span of planning Disney 2020 mm-hmm. because people started asking me about their Disney vacations, and I was like, I don't go often enough to be a travel agent. Like, I can't. I can't do that. And I like my job. So I can't, I can't do that. And then I found out like it can absolutely be a side hustle. And then I found out like it, 
you don't have to go every month to, to be right. able to do the job. Right. Um, you just need to know things and visit yeah. sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Essentially, that's, I mean, yeah. And it was probably the only thing that made that vacation able to be a reality. So I'm glad that I jumped in and, and, you know, made the leap. That's amazing. And if I can just interject here, Mm -hmm. um, Academy Travel is currently looking for more people to join our (laughs) family. So if you're interested in becoming a travel agent, uh, let us know. We'll get you in touch with the right people. (laughs) True. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. Okay, so tell me a little about this experience. Now, we don't, I know we don't want to spoil anything for people who may want to visit on their own, uh, Mm -hmm. but I do want to hear a little about... um, what they may expect. Um, and if somebody is, you know, like me, who I only just saw the Star Wars movies, like in the last maybe three years, mm-hmm. um, I have, I had like actively avoided them all of my life. Um, <laughs> and then when Disney bought Star Wars, I was like, ah, crap. So, uh, so I caved and so I'm, I'm, I'm in now, you know, I would consider myself a very casual fan, but I'm all in on like Galaxy's Edge, um, Star Cruiser, Star Wars Day at Sea, like, I, yes. like sign me up. Um, so what could somebody expect when they uh, arrive for their cruise? Star yeah. cruise? <laughs> so they I um, strongly recommend doing a pre-stay, um, even if it's just a night, because just like a boat cruise, if you do not make it on time for the window that you are allowed to arrive in, you missed the boat. You you missed the cruise. So oh no! something that they offer is if you stay on Disney property the night before, they will provide you with a voucher to get a free um, like taxi ride to the Star Cruiser. Uh, and that ensures that you make it on time to your boarding. So that was something that I feel like a lot of people don't really find out until they're trying to book. Um, I didn't know I needed a pre-stay or, or that they strongly recommend a pre-stay. Right. Uh, but with airlines the way they are right now where there's so many cancellations and so many changes just Mm -hmm. across the entire industry it's every airline Mm -hmm. um i definitely i'm very glad that we decided to do that um when you arrive you go through this check-in process um outside and then um inside as well you kind of walk through kind of some tunnels to get to um, the shuttle that takes you up to the Halcyon. Um, the Halcyon is the name of the ship 
that you are riding on uh, through space on your on your cruise. Wow. And um, it's very so it's a deluxe travel experience. I want to make that very clear. Um, So when I say deluxe, I mean, um, you get a little, you know, water bottle and like little like moist towelette for when you wait in the queue. Um, You get a custom um, magic band that's only for people who do the Star Cruiser. Mm. Um, You, uh, the um, beds and pillows are um, definitely as comfortable as the ones at the deluxe Disney resorts or or maybe like some of the nicer rooms at the moderates. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's not an all-star bed. It's, it's a, right. Right. A princess room at Port Orleans or, <laughs> or, you know, staying a night at the poly. Yeah. Um, they leave, um, you know, chocolate in your room and, and like little, little things like that, that you would expect from, um, a deluxe vacation experience. Um, and I would say the, the biggest one, I don't want to, I guess it's not really, it's not a spoiler for anything except my own story. Um, (laughs) we, we had a really unique situation where we needed to take advantage of their guest services team. And they, were also very clearly like a deluxe guest services team. They went above and beyond to resolve a problem that we were having um, in a way that was absolutely remarkable and like world changing. Um, but I don't want to, I'll, I'll tell you that little tidbit in a moment. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, all of that to say, when you, when you board um, you take a shuttle up to the ship and when you are on the ship, um, you are personally greeted and checked in by like a, a porter. Um, they will walk you to your room and your bags will be there when you arrive or they'll arrive shortly later. Um, because you kind of check in your bags when you go through that initial check-in process, um, down on on earth mm-hmm. and that person who checks you in remembers your name like the entire time that you're there the people who you interact with closely um will remember your name or remember your preferences um and that was really neat and and special as well wow um I recommend boarding as early as possible on arrival day because you can go and eat lunch there on the Star Cruiser. You can try blue and green milk if you've never had them before. Mm. Um, And you can start exploring the ship pretty much as soon as you board. Um, And that's a big part of the adventure is spending time exploring the ship, scanning your band on different parts of the ship to learn different things to change different parts of your adventure. Um, wow. It's, it's very, very cool. Um, dinner is kind of a family style situation, both nights. It's all inclusive except alcohol. So, um, if you're going to, yes, yes. If you're going to have (laughs) a cocktail or something, um, that is something that you're going to pay for, 
Um, but everything else is included in the cost of the room um, or in the cost of the experience is probably more appropriate. And that's kind of the, the intro. That's what to expect base level. Love it. Um, tell me about, so before we get into your, I guess, specific experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the other, uh, perks, I guess, to, uh, sailing on the Star Cruiser, um, is this, uh, access to, um, Hollywood studios and galaxy's edge, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit how, about how this piece works. There is nothing as cool as entering Batu from a, a shuttle. Like you're not walking through Hollywood Studios to get into Batu. You are walking straight into Batu from your shuttle from the Star Cruiser. And wow. it is so neat. To, to be able to do that because the immersion never breaks. Yeah. I like that. So you never have to come out of that um, bubble. <laughs> when you go on the rides, when you go on rise of resistance and when you go on um, millennium Falcon smugglers run, which you get um, basically a lightning lane. That's like a lightning lane plus um that kind of pushes you to the front of the line and gives you like uh, a kind of star cruiser passenger exclusive version of those things mm. where you might miss part of the queue that doesn't have anything to do with your journey or you might um kind of have um you know it Hondo, the things Hondo says might pertain to your storyline. So the things that you do on those rides and in Batu impact your storyline. Um, and can I tell you about a, a little hack? This is not a spoiler. It's like a travel hack. Yes, we love hacks. Okay. <laughs> so I found out um, through my own exploring that so you are given um, meal credits with your entry um, that you can use to eat lunch at Docking Bay 7, which is the quick service location in Batu. Right. Um, but you can also eat lunch at the buffet on the Star Cruiser. So if you kind of eat a big breakfast before you go into Batu, typically the idea is that you're going to spend about a half a day in Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. And then you're heading back to the Galactic Star Cruiser to do things in the afternoon. If you skip Docking Bay 7 and you go to the buffet and eat lunch on the Star Cruiser, you're getting the the free lunch that's included in the Star Cruiser. And if you return to Hollywood Studios the next day, the day that you depart, um, because the Star Cruiser is still on your magic band, um, oh. you can still use your quick service meals from the the day prior. Wow. So if 
if you want to go and get some tachos uh, at Woody's Lunchbox. Or I love tachos. Even, same. Um, or even if you just want to go to Docking Bay 7, you can do that the next day. Just like when the Disney dining plan was in place, you could still use your credits the day you check out. Right. Think of it just like that. So the day you check out of the Star Cruiser, if you go to Hollywood Studios, you know, when you depart, you can still use your credits. That's an incredible tip. <laughs> and I don't think people know because it's not it, that's not widely advertised. Right. But I paid for my family's lunch using the credits the next day and it worked totally fine. That's amazing. Yeah. So very cool uh, little extra tidbit there. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so tell me your uh, had to be there story. Yes. So this is this is my had to be there um, moment. It actually begins in Batu and ends uh, on the Star Cruiser. So day two of your trip, um, which is your kind of full day on the mm -hmm. Star Cruiser, um, you go into Batu, you spend the morning there. Uh, and when we were traveling, it was myself, my partner, Brian, and my two kids. Um, my son is eight and my daughter is six. My daughter had purchased herself a Judy Hopps stuffed animal that oh. uh, needed to go with us everywhere the whole time that we were on this vacation, including everywhere doing Star Wars things. Um, now, Judy Hopps is, of course, not part of Star Wars, <laughs> but we we made it work. Um, and something really specifically that we did is Harper took a white hair tie that we had with us and looped it around Judy's wrist. And that was Judy's magic band because our oh. our M bands or, or magic bands that were from the Star Cruiser were white. They, they're all white. Um, they're very futuristic space looking. And Judy Cute. had to have one, too, um, because that's how six year olds function. <laughs> so we go into Batu, And before we depart Batu, we... Uh, need to go into the ladies' room over by the milk stand. Mm -hmm. um, everybody, you know, takes a turn trying, <laughs> trying their best in the <laughs> ladies' room. And we leave and Judy stayed on top of the paper <sighs> towel dispenser, oh, which is no. where I had placed her in the handicap stall uh, that I was sharing with my six-year-old mm. um, so that Judy would stay pretty clean. I didn't want to, you know, put her on sure. our backs and risk her falling down. So mm -hmm. we put her up on this paper towel holder and she stayed there. We got all Judy. the way. Yeah, poor Judy. <laughs> we got all the way to the Star Cruiser shuttle before Harper realized that Judy wasn't with us. Oh, no. So I run back to the ladies' room, and there's no Judy to be found. And oh, I'm like, no. oh, no. But I also said, you know, people in Disney are really good about lost and found. True. We're going to be in the park again tomorrow. We can hope that Judy gets turned into lost and found and that we can, you know, pick her up at guest services tomorrow. Um, I 
asked the people at the shuttle bay if they had any suggestions. They really, they, they couldn't help us. They were not the right people to talk to about this. Yeah. But when you stay in a deluxe resort at Disney, mm-hmm. the level of kind of customer service that you receive is mm-hmm. definitely something really special and really unique. Um I know when people go and they travel and they stay in club level rooms, everybody at the club lounges remembers your name. Um, So the next time you come back, you know, you might be greeted while you're making a bagel for breakfast in the club lounge. And it's because they remember you from when you were there at Christmas time or or whatever. So I said, you know what? Let's talk to the, the guest services team on the Halcyon. Yeah. I'm going to hope that maybe they can call, you know, can they call Hollywood Studios? Is there something right. they can do to Work help some find, magic. <laughs> work some force. magic, find Judy, right? So Harper is distraught. Uh, Harper is my six-year-old. So she's distraught through oh. this entire thing. Trying just trying to turn around her day, but, you know, kind of moping through lunch, moping through activities after lunch, not wanting to change into the outfit she'd chosen for dinner, you know, just having a tough time. And (laughs) we get a knock on our door no less than four hours later. We we happened to be at the door um, when the knock occurred and it was a cast member, a guest services cast member from the Halcyon and Judy Hopps. <gasps> now, no. you might think that, you know, OK, well, like they could make any Judy appear. Right. <laughs> but you may recall that our Judy had an accessory on her. This was our Judy. Oh, my God. So someone did turn her in and somehow guest services from Hollywood Studios pixie dusted her over to the Star Cruiser. I don't know the behind the scenes part of it. They just, you know, said that we we did, you know, we we did our best and and we were lucky and some pixie dust occurred. Um, I, I tried very hard to ask if I could tip the cast member, which I, certain cast members are allowed to receive tips and some are not. She was not. So, so that was not allowed, but I did do a cast member compliment, uh, you know, right away. Um, and you know, Harper, it, it changed her day. It, It changed her trip. Um, and and they were somehow able to get Judy back. Now, there's one other had to be their portion of this day that I want <laughs> to share with you, because while this is unique to our adventure, mm-hmm. um, it, it is um, just it was a special day. Um, we d- went to dinner. We d- explored. We did all of the things we were supposed to do in our storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last part of the storyline, um, the grownups needed to take turns going to the grown-up lightsaber training. So um, lightsaber training is for kids seven and up, and then they do a little kids um, 
a Loth cat uh, lightsaber training that's oh separate. Oh my god, it's so cute. It's so, so cute. <laughs> um, the Loth cat crew is is able to do their own training the next morning, but it's a little bit less involved. Uh, and it's they kind of do it like a a story. It's actually very cool. I highly recommend going if you have a small child. Go to the Loth cat training with them. It's very cool. <laughs> um, but. Um, I went down, I brought my eight-year-old, we, we went, we came back, I got the kids ready for bed and Brian went down to his, um, training. We were able to set it up so we could both do it. Um, while Brian was at his lightsaber training, my six-year-old lost a tooth (gasps) and it was her first tooth. Man, this is a big trip for that kid. Right? (laughs) So... She'd she'd never lost a tooth before. She managed to lose a tooth on this trip. I texted her dad so he would see the message while he was um, still out of the cabin. (laughs) And that night, the tooth fairy, the space tooth fairy, as we refer to her, (laughs) um, the space tooth fairy brought a limited edition pin for Harper because in space they don't really use coins. Sure, um, sure. So makes no, sense. I'm no with you. One had coins. <laughs> there were no coins to be found in space. Nobody in space uses them. We use credits in space. Um but the space tooth fairy was able to deliver a a limited edition um secret um rebellion pin uh which was oh my god i love it yeah so it was remarkable wow meg what a great trip (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's it's it was amazing um we were there right around her sixth birthday this was two days after her sixth birthday so it was oh my god definitely a very special day um but it was it was very cool and and I'm so glad that I worked so hard to make the trip happen yeah. the way that it did because the the benefit and the payoff was absolutely incredible. The pictures and videos that I have are incredible, um, and I would absolutely go back. I would bring my family back, um, although I have committed to myself already because I did not get to do everything on the ship, especially because I had the kiddos with me. Mm. Next time I go to the star cruiser, I will very likely just go me and Brian and and maybe some adult friends. Oh, fun. So yeah. Very fun. Now I have to ask because I know that you are into um, the cosplay aspect of it. Yes. If somebody wanted to bring like their Star Wars crazy kid and maybe they're not so much a Star Wars fan themselves, um, is it still going to be enjoyable for those people? I think so. So I believe that anyone who likes any kind of pretend story, uh, you know, any kind of playing pretend, any kind of immersion Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of cosplay is going to enjoy the experience. Um, but I also think, you know, 
not every single parent who brings their kids down Main Street USA loves Disney princesses, but Mm -hmm. they still do it because they get the joy of bringing their kids. And as far as I'm concerned, that same joy is going to exist for the parents with the Star Wars crazy kids, especially if they're kids who enjoy, you know, enjoy D&D, enjoy Harry Potter, enjoy any kind of... um, fantasy world that they can really get lost in um to anime stories any of that kind of thing um their their kid is going to get that out of it um and if the parent is able and willing to suspend their disbelief a little Mm -hmm. bit um there are a a myriad myriad amount of of ways um or or a, a, there are myriad ways is mm-hmm. how i wanted to say that there are, <laughs> there are myriad ways that um the experience can be special for those adults there are cocktails that you can only get on the star cruiser like the only place these drinks exist is on the star cruiser um or the cup that you drink them out of you can only drink out of those cups on the star cruiser um or on the disney wish for some of them um Mm -hmm. because of the hyperspace lounge yes (laughs) (laughs) um and so I think you don't have to love Star Wars if you love having fun or if you love music. Um, There's a lot of music as a part of the theme for the journey. Um, Mm. It's it's not limited to just Star Wars, but there is absolutely a very strong Star Wars component. Sure. Absolutely. Love it. Um, Megs, do you have time for a quick, uh, lightning lane round? Sure. Yes. All right. So it's all Disney themed in your honor. (laughs) (laughs) So give me your all time favorite Disney movie. Robin Hood. Oh, good answer. (laughs) That doesn't get a lot of love. I appreciate that. But I love it. (laughs) Um, And you already mentioned your favorite Disney character. Um, But can you tell me how that started? Wait, who did I say is my favorite character? Oh, who is your favorite character? I have I have more than one favorite character. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. So you said Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. No, that's still... That's pretty accurate. Um, okay. So yes, you're you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I have just always loved Winnie the Pooh since I was a small child. Um, mm. I watched every different version of Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, including the live action one when I was a kid. Um, which now, if you watch, is actually a little bit horrifying. But I loved it as a small child. <laughs> um, I feel like Jim Cummins voiced my childhood. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love, I love Pooh. I love Darkwing Duck. Like yes. basically he's just the voice of my childhood. I love Tigger. Um, so, um, yeah, Pooh is just very special to me from a very young age and that hasn't gone away. Um, it's a little bit nostalgia, but mm-hmm. it's something else too. It's hard to pinpoint. I love it. 
Um, how about your favorite Disney song? Zippity Doodah, um, which may be a little bit controversial, but when <laughs> when I've never I've never seen Song of the song South, of the South. Uh-huh. But, but when I was a kid, Zippity Doodah and the scene um, with Zippity Doodah in it used to play as a music video on the Disney Channel, yeah. and for a very long time, that was a a favorite song of mine. And that, again, it's kind of a nostalgia thing, but that never really went away either. Oh, I love that. Um, So you talked a little before about um, these fantasy worlds, right? Yes. If you could live in any Disney quote unquote world, not Disney World in Florida, but (laughs) Disney created world um, in movies or whatnot, which would it be? Ooh, that is that is a that is a tough one. <laughs> um, I oh my gosh, that is a really hard question. Um, I so <laughs> part of me wants to say the MCU if that counts. Yeah, that counts. Um, although the trauma that everybody went through for the blip <laughs> is maybe not something I want to invite into my life. Um, mm-hmm. But the MCU is something that I've been, um, I, we didn't touch on this at all, but I've been watching the MCU movies um, opening weekend in theaters since Iron Man came out. Um, Whoa, that's commitment. And that was like, that was before I was really a big Marvel fan that, yeah. that it started as a coincidence. And then the love kind of grew from there. Um, mm. And I, so it's because I've been watching those since 2008. Um, oh my God. It's, it's a long time. Um, that has become a, a huge part of my life really when you know when you look at the time commitment put into right, that right um and i've watched loki i've watched wandavision you know i've i've mm-hmm. i wouldn't call myself like a super fan i cannot name every character in every movie i cannot name you know every actor in every movie sure, sure. but the the universe and like you know when i hear um like the Avengers theme song or Mm -hmm. the guardians of the galaxy score or things like Mm -hmm. that. Like it moves me. Um, yeah. So I think, I think I would go with the MCU. Great answer. If you could have any job at Disney, what would it be? Easy. Jungle cruise skipper. Oh my God. You would be such a good skipper. It's it's my dream job. If if I got offered a job being a Jungle Cruise skipper, I would I'm moving. <laughs> I leave it all behind. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, kids. Goodbye, dogs. I am going to be a skipper. I will oh, see you later. Funny. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, what is your favorite rider attraction, and which would you permanently close if you could? Ooh. Um, so besides Jungle Cruise, which is a favorite of mine, probably Haunted Mansion, um, but also Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So I kind of have a classic favorite and a new favorite. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is what I would ride like on repeat, given the option. Um, but closing, you know what? I 
I do kind of have an answer for that, though. It's mission space. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm with you. Mission space can F off. <laughs> like, the, just I, the, that style of sim makes everybody sick. If they mm-hmm. want to reboot it or revamp it so that it's not that Star Tours style sim, great. Get rid of it. Do something else. But as it is right now, I, I can't write it um, because it's the only thing on the planet that makes me motion sick. Yeah, that that's rough. I'll give you that. The last time that we were there, my brother and I, because um, we always do, we just do everything. Like we're mm-hmm. big ride people. Um, and we started walking towards it. And then like we both just stopped and looked at each other. And we were like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Let's take a lap. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I love it. Uh, do you have a favorite? I know this is a hard one. Do you have a favorite? park snack that is really hard um i want to say okay it's not really a snack it's a it's a dessert um the the banana it's not banana the pineapple bread pudding at ohana oh um that you can really only get at maybe at Tambu and definitely at Ohana um, is like one of my favorite desserts on the planet. Mm. Um, And it's starting to become like a must have for me when I'm down there. Great answer. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And finally, if you could only visit one of the Walt Disney World theme parks for the rest of your life, which would it be? This is going to be very controversial. And I, I barely believe myself when I say this, <laughs> but it's Animal Kingdom. Whoa. Because of the food. I mean, you know what? I can't, I can't even fault you for this. <laughs> so, but, you know, between Flame Tree Barbecue, which is mm. spectacular, Eight Spoons Cafe, which is spectacular, <laughs> um, Pangu Pangu Lumpias, which I absolutely love. Night Blossoms, which I absolutely love. Mm. Or Rum Blossoms, if I'm, you know, trying to have a (laughs) really fun day. (laughs) Um, Everything from Satuli Canteen, including cheeseburger pods. Like, I, I I could eat at Animal Kingdom the way that some people eat at Epcot. I was um, going to say, so I'll be drinking around the world and you'll be <laughs> eating around Animal Kingdom. That's fine. <laughs> but that said, you know, for me, one of the biggest charms of the Florida parks is that they are so different from each other and that mm-hmm. you can really switch up your vacation depending on which parks you choose to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that I'm never put in a situation where I need to choose that because, you know, I would miss <laughs> Spaceship Earth. I would miss Guardians of the Galaxy. I would sure. miss Cinderella Castle. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. And this one's a non-Disney question, but what is currently at the top of your travel bucket list? There are two. And I'm hoping to accomplish them both in the next five years. Okay. One is going to Alani. I have never Mm. been to Hawaii. And I think if I'm going to go to Hawaii, Alani is going to be my first stop. Mm. Um, And the other one is Japan. 
these these are both at the top of my list because they are my kids top of their bucket lists but they're both things where when the kids mentioned them I was like yes like I also want to see those places I also want to experience those cultures eat those foods um Mm. you know see the the history see um you know things that we're not being exposed to here and things um that would be like really unique to those trips. So um, I am very enthusiastic about saving up for both of those trips. Oh, I love it. I love when people have an answer and also a plan to achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a go-getter if nothing else. I love it. They, they taught it to you in Girl Scouts and it stuck with you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Megs, thank you so much for chatting with me. This has been such a blast. Before I let you go, Please tell me where we can find you on social media and out in the interwebs. Yes. Um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram as Megan Olina Travel or Mega Two Mini Megs with the number two mini like Minnie Mouse. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find me on TikTok as Mega Two Mini Megs, same spelling, or Megan E Olina travel. Um, and coming soon, this is also a surprise for you, Kelly. Coming oh, soon, <laughs> um, I am going to be rolling out a travel blog, and I am very excited Yay. to um, start sharing more of my content in a, a different format. So, oh, I'm I love it. I can't wait. working on it. Good for you. Thank you. (laughs) And you still manage to sleep eight hours a night. I don't understand. (laughs) I can't function without sleep. My mental health plummets. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. All right. Thank you again. This has been so fun. I can't wait to see you in May on The Wish. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm super excited to see you in a couple months. (laughs) Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had-to-be-there memories.